Hello, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can uh, not text the show today because I'm afraid we're not live, so you'd be throwing your money into an enormous abyss. Nevertheless, you can still follow us uh, at Frank on the Radio on Twitter and Instagram or email us via the Absolute Radio website. Um, hello, guys. Hello. Morning. So first things first, any news on the pneumon mnemonic? <laughs> Do you remember, uh, regular readers will know that I asked someone if they could put together a mnemonic, which is a thing, as I'm sure many of you know, that helps mm. you to remember things. But basically on the initials of pneumon, the Radio 1 DJ's name, because it sounds a bit like mnemonic. Yeah. Ever, I mean, anyone ever answer that? Well, no, to be completely... Okay, no. To be completely blunt with you, however, we have had um, we've had some other good things in, um, including a photograph of a Perrier can aeroplane, which they thought you needed to see in reference ah. to the overt recycling topic. That we... overt recycling, yeah, when you can still see what the original item was quite deliberately. Yes, yeah. it's in the same school as the the Coke can racing car. Yeah, well, actually, and we've had. Uh, Particularly odd example, which I can't help but think has been knocked up just for our entertainment in a couple of minutes before being sent to us, is uh, at Heggie, who sent us a photograph of uh, best example is my shower pump candelabra, and it is mm. pretty much what it says on the tin. It's a shower. Isn't pump. that a Black Eyed Peas song? <laughs> what it, What is a shower pump? I think it's the pump that forces the water on a shower, perhaps on a oh, mobile no. shower, no like one, no in one's a caravan. Ever, or... No one's ever seen. <laughs> no one's ever seen one of those. Yeah. Oh, yeah any, that it? could just be a chandelier. It yeah. looks like a bit of industry. It looks not a million miles from being like a car battery with four candles stuck on top of it. Four candles? Four candles. Write that yeah. down. There's something in that. <laughs> yeah, we're doing a lot of the classic comedy today, aren't we? <laughs> I, um, I've been... Um, I was. I had a, a, an offer uh, to, if no. I would like free healthy food uh, for a period of time that arrives in boxes every morning, and yeah. a, you know breakfast, lunch. Are you and sure it's all it was meant to have your name and, on it, Frank? Um, <laughs> well, I, mean, well, I, I thought, I thought it's hard because obviously they said, you know, but yeah, you, you have to mention it on um, social media, and I thought, what are you talking about? Social media. Um, and anyway, I um, so I said, yeah, I'll do it. And they sent me, you know, I can have the 1,200 calories a day, the 1,800 calories, the vegan and all that. Ooh, and I saw yeah. the list. And I think this is a, is a post-lockdown thing. I saw the list. I had to fill in like five things and then I'd have free food for whatever it was, a week or so. And I thought, oh, can't be bothered with it. <laughs> so I haven't done it. <laughs> I said, just cancel it. I, I can't. Too much faff. Really? What, and you don't want to fill out? I just think lockdown has been so sort of easy in that not having to do all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Mm. And I don't want to go back to it, really. I don't, I, you know, I can buy food. The moment, at this point in my life, I can buy food. Yeah. Also, I've had a lot of, uh, I've had a lot of money come in. I've had a, a lot of money oh, come great. in this way. Yeah, I, I don't know if I told you, I, 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 I own the image rights on the fingers crossed emoji, oh. which has been, I mean, I never thought it would take off like it has in the last three months. That's it's done really been, well. Oh, man, it's, we're raking it in. I'm really glad you turned it down, Frank, because I don't see you as a sort of, you know, grains for tweets type character. No, mm. but you know what? I like the idea that people look at me... And think, oh, end I that might, sentence there. I might start. Um, I might try and eat what that guy eats. Nobody's ever thought that. Well, actually, I I did that time that you ordered bone marrow as a starter when we all went out for dinner. Yeah, that's one of the most disgusting things I've ever had in my life. I think now every meat, every bit of meat I've eaten with a bone in, I've been that close to disgustingness. <laughs> Terrible, fatty, honestly. You know in those um, zombie films when they eat 
people's entrails still steaming. <laughs> I would prefer that to ever again eat bone marrow. <laughs> Um, I don't suppose either of you guys have got a electric fire or a gas fire in your homes, have you? Um, I don't like to show off, but we do have a gas fire in our home, yes. Oh, OK. Can I ask you Me a too. question? One of those, you know, made to look like an old, oldie fireplace. Mine's a bit more yes. modern, but with the square, yes. I have one. Can I ask you a question? Something that um, I had completely forgotten. In fact, this ought to be... Do you remember when we used to play... Um, Whatever happened to yeah um, mm. as a as a as a game on the show and you'd I'd play that little bit from the Stranglers. I'm going to try and do it live because uh, oh, we don't have, I don't have access to jingles. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet Dave Berry does, but you know <laughs> I accept there's a pecking order in all organisations. Here goes <laughs> whatever happened to and then we'd say I'd say whatever happened to. This is tied to electric and gas fires. Whatever happened to, and if you guys tell me you still do this, I'd be very happy. Whatever happened to people having a bowl of water <laughs> next to the gas to, to keep the room um, moist, the atmosphere of the room moist? Very good. And is that still, is that still a thing that people I do? I don't think that. I don't think that should have ever oh. been a thing, but I, I'm pretty sure it's no longer a thing. Also, well, it Frank, used to I evaporate. I can say it must have gone it? somewhere. And also, I associate <laughs> these modern gas fires, Frank, with your bachelor pads, you know, with one flick of the remote and then suddenly the ring of flame comes on and next thing you know, you know, the, the lady's oh, in the mood. That's I what I associate the gas fire with these days. I, I fell into one of those uh, ring of flames. <laughs> oh, yeah, how was that? Yeah. How was that? Well, the flames went higher and higher, <laughs> uh, and uh, etc. Um, yeah, well, um, I, I think it could still work in a bachelor pad. I like the idea of um, steadily unbuttoning someone's satin shirt, and then saying, "Hold it right there. I've just got to top the water up <laughs> adjacent to my gas fire." Because we don't want to. What do we want to do? Dehydrate. Um, I associate oh. the modern versions of these with the like the little pile of fake coals. Ours has got a pile of fake coals, and if it's disturbed, I think you're supposed to put them back in a particular order. And Is that um, right? We don't. We just jumble them back on top, so it's probably um, really Are risky. They- um, question: Are they loose the coals rather than yeah. fitted with the orange underglow, which I were think- the Fires I mean, of my yeah, like a combination of the two. There's definitely a looseness where they can kind of jiggle about a bit. But there's a jigsaw element to this where they have to yeah. go back in the correct <laughs> position. Yes, exactly. That's that's the most bizarre thing I've ever heard in my life. That's all. One of these doing. things. If you put them back in the wrong order, does the floor open up and, and knives <laughs> shoot out of the walls and stuff yeah. like in those old movies when you have to steal the uh, the idol's jewel? That's how we've spent 90% of lockdown is trying to put the coals back on the fire in the right order. It sounds, uh, it's, uh, God, I, you know, I remember Joan of Arc telling me exactly that. Um, <laughs> must have been, well, it must I have also been miss, Frank, the little, years ago. <laughs> the foam sort of cloaks or coats that the, uh, was it the immersion heater or the boiler oh, would have yeah. over them? Oh, I love those. Don't they, the still, foam don't coats. they still do that? No, not I think no longer lagging. We still have a, like a parka jacket type thing. Yeah, exactly. No, they go they go commando now. The boilers and me in lockdown. <laughs> Honestly, oh. I think I've worn boxer shorts twice since Maitland. early March. Oh. oh, no! People having it's their just, breakfast. It's as just well. really unnecessary in lockdown. You are. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Sounds to me like the last thing that's happened is a lockdown. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, um, tremendous news. We've gone from uh, four alert to three alert. Have we? Um, yeah, did you not know? No. no, no. Congratulations, uh, um, oh. everyone. Um, we've been so good at the social distancing and stuff um, that... Um, yeah, we've been awarded with uh, going down a notch, which is this great is news. The first time I've found this show to be a, an actual public good in a way. Like, what was yeah. the time when Arge 
Um, <laughs> remember when Arge went missing and we announced on the show that he'd been found? I thought that was it's the only time I've ever been in any sort of rolling news situation. It was great. Like I being believe. Like being it, um, early, but less menacing. I believe what you actually said was Arge once was lost, but now is found. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. yeah. And, and it was... Uh, I don't. I don't know if he's. Is, is he? Does he remain found, or is he? Yeah. I don't know. I've certainly oh, yeah. lost him. Yeah. Anyway, I, think, I don't um, think he's with the GC anymore, though. I'm not quite sure. It's very on and off their relationship. Was he with the, with the GC? I forgot there. It's best. Yes, because it? I remember best to keep them together. Well, I remember seeing a clip, and she took off a sort of robe, and she said, "Take a look at this candy, because you ain't ever getting this." Oh. Yeah. Oh. Who was she talking to? The. Uh, <laughs> The guy who appeared in the latest series of Bonanza Candy <laughs> after um, Adam Cartwright, played by Pernell Roberts, left. Probably not. Um, I um, So I've been sort of get going out and stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, did you not see me at the Churchill statue? <laughs> no, that's a joke. That's a joke. Um, I... Um, I tell you what I did. I, I went. I went to church this week because uh, you're allowed to now. Are you? Oh, are you? For private uh, worship. All right, Al. We've it, all had a drink, mouth. mate. Um, do you socially distance then in the church, Frank? Yeah. Well, when you're going in, it's not a mass, so you know, it's it, there's not that many people piling in to pray mid-afternoon. But uh, it, it, was, it was. Look, it, what can I say? It was great. But mm. I um I realised. Uh, I went in a shop and I realised I'd completely forgotten. Um, I have two credit cards. I'd completely forgotten both of the PIN mm. numbers. <laughs> I have two I credit cards. I haven't Not used 50 them. Cent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I haven't used either of them for like whatever it is, two, three months. I just forgot completely. I've forgotten the numbers. Mm -hmm. So I had to abandon. Um, I've got some cash. As soon as that runs out, I'm finished. <laughs> I just, I do not know what my, I mean, no, I can't remember anything that I don't do for two or three months. Keep it oh. clean. Trying. <laughs> yeah, so are you guys, have you been using your PIN numbers? I've oh. um, been doing Tappy Pay, you know the Tappy Pay? Tappy Pay? You know no. that thing where you tap it and that just takes the money off? Contactless, he means. That's I, have, I haven't really mm. been out, you see, that much. So, uh, anyway, that's gone. I haven't really spent money, it seems. In fact, <laughs> I, I, met, I went to go <laughs> That's out what this is about. I hadn't actually got shoes on. I thought, hold on. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need um, shoes, happily. <laughs> happily, the ones I picked up, the laces were already tied. So I didn't have to go through that. But I, I'm going to have to relearn. I don't know if it's an H thing. Mm. But um, I'm going to have to relearn quite a bit post-lockdown. I've just, you know, I've just gone to seed completely. So... Um, How to spend money with Frank Skinner, I'd buy that. In what way will you be a different person after lockdown? 8, 12, 15. Um, don't oh. text in today, by the way, because um, if, you if you text in today, you're wasting your money. But uh, I'd I'd love to know what people are going to have to relearn. Maybe it's just me. I, I I don't know. I went into a chemist, for example. <laughs> no. And uh, <laughs> oh, Frank. I oh, know I can't. I can't tell it. Forget it. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'll tell you what, though. I would uh, I would love to hear from any of our readers that still keep a dish of water next to the gas or electric <laughs> fire. I, I'd like to know. I feel there should be some sort of survey done <laughs> along the lines of the uh, coronavirus testing. I want to know how many are out there so we can uh, I can <laughs> say on next week's show. So if we look at this uh, first slide, please, and then I I'll talk about the charts. Also, I would like to... Um actually say I will award some sort of prize if there is a Gen Z reader with a bowl of water. They get extra points if there's a young person with that. I'd be amazed if there's a young person with a gas or electric fire, to be honest. Who, aren't they who a bit, they're a bit student bed sit 1979, aren't they? Yes, I'm going off my so. own personal yeah. experience. Yeah. 
On your um, on your question before about what we might have to relearn on coming out of lockdown, I think uh, I think for me it might have to be driving properly because I've hardly driven maybe once a week, if that, since lockdown. And I have noticed because the roads have been empty that I'm not indicating as much as I used to before turning. Is that is that a thing? Is I find. Been- um- I mean, you're an interesting combination of the um, the physically powerful and the internally sensitive. Thank you. But, but I like it's true, but I'll take that. But I, um, I find a lot of what I would call um, testosterone-fueled men regard mm. um, indicating in any form <laughs> as a sign of uh, weakness. Yes, they see it as a moral failure, don't they? Yeah, I'm not, and I'm so not sure um, I come in that category of testosterone fueled men. <laughs> no, I think oh. you, you know you wouldn't have to step far. You can you can see the postcode <laughs> from where you are, but I'd rather you didn't. Um, I've got, but no, I've got they, the nev- they never they never indicate. Pardon? I've, I've have got, got the their numbers, numbers of those men whilst not being one of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'm They're sure the you same know. Ask men. your friends at the gym how many of them oh, are in the case. Frank. I'll bet you <laughs> They're the same men that would put the arm across the passenger seat whilst um, reversing, just using the 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 wrist and palm as, as a sort of disc to reverse oh, yeah. on oh, the steering God, wheel. Yeah, never, I saw Good a guy skills. do that. I was on a car park and he was really swearing in the car about the fact that somebody had parked <laughs> up slightly over the line and made a very narrow gap. He got kids in the car and stuff. I decided not to say anything um, because he looked a man, like a man capable of um, great violence. And then um, he did. He started suddenly yeah. circulating the right hand. Right. Yeah. You sort. Of, I think the idea is you use. I don't know what part of that hand is called, but at the very base of the fingers. Do you know what I mean? There's a sort yes. of if you if you bend your fingers back, you can make that like a really. And it went round and round, and he shot it backwards into mm. this space. I mean, I felt like applauding, but again, um, he might have thought I was being ironic. Um, he wouldn't have identified it. Um, like that verbally, would he felt something in the deep recesses of his animalistic innards that I was taking the mickey out of him. <laughs> but it was an incredible, it was a, it was like, I mean, if he'd done it, on, if it could have been staged on Britain's Got Talent, I think he would have got through to the next round. It's an incredible piece of parking. Yes. Um, but it was completely fueled by, by rage. But it's the best example <laughs> of the spinning uh, wheel hand. In Cairo, where traffic is the worst I've ever seen, they have little handles fitted to the, the tops of their um, steering they? wheels. So oh, they can do those. that spinning thing. And it leaves the other hand free for blasting the horn continually <laughs> in traffic. <laughs> it's really um, something else. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. So, you know, I've been doing a lot of homeschooling. Mm. Just lately, um, which has been one of the most stressful things. A career of live comedy, um, (laughs) some 30 years, has been less stressful. If I was to put all the stress into a bag, I think there'd be less stress than there is from three months of homeschooling. (laughs) Nevertheless, I I was listening in today, uh, the other day, and one of the kids was... um, demonstrating how to make a, a scrambled egg, which I thought was brilliant for an eight-year-old. I mm-hmm. certainly couldn't do that. I couldn't do that now. I'm, that's not a joke. And uh, he, started, wow. he, was mix, he was mixing it round, and the teacher said, this is something I overheard, the teacher said, uh, yeah, you have to be very careful, Daniel, or, or it can become an omelette. Uh-huh. And I thought, wow, that's never occurred to me before, but what is this? What is this mythical line, this equatorial line that separates a scrambled egg from... How does it... What happens that makes a scrambled egg become an omelette? Discuss. Well, Alan, do you um, want to um, deal with this or shall I? Yeah, I think I will. I think I'm going <laughs> If you don't scramble it, then it just firms up and becomes an omelette, do you see? I mean, so, it's very simple, Frank. Whereas if you stir it, it becomes scrambled egg. The the clue is actually in the title. So the scrambling happens in the frying pan, does it? Yeah. It's a cooking why process, would, exactly. Why would anyone do that? What, the scrambling? 
Well, that's just let it become an omelet. I don't like an omelet. An omelet is so much easier to handle. You know, it holds together a lot more. But it doesn't look as visually appealing. I mean, a scrambled oh, egg do. on a bagel. Hang on, you mind your turn. A scrambled <laughs> egg on a bagel, Al, compared to an omelet, looks like an old I shoe. I don't like that. It's like it's like a disappointing pancake, an omelet. No, I oh. love. I've I've only learnt omelets during lockdown, and it's been uh, it's been one of the. Uh, the things that's changed for the best for me. Is that why you keep calling it on lockdown? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. I mean, congratulations. I hope you haven't overreached and pulled a muscle. You're longer reaching. (laughs) Just putting some deep heat straight on my back. But it's never occurred to me that something could happen in the process where the the scramble there could become the omelette. I thought you had to decide from the beginning. We did have some reviews of your omelette making after you posted some uh, photographs on the socials. Oh, yeah. I, I got I got criticism for putting it in. Yeah, a I'm afraid you did. I didn't want to bowl? raise it, but um, well, I kind of yeah, did. I thought I thought that the, was a funny decision. Yeah, I know. I know well, who cares what you eat it out of? You're right. That's yeah. why I have cereal on a plate every morning. And, and exactly, <laughs> and then also I, I don't use that bowl. I'm looking for a use for that bowl since I don't leave it full of water next to my electric fire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wonder what happened to all those bowls. Were they cast out, or people thought, "No, you can still eat out of it; it'll be fine." Did yeah. they feel it's somehow um, part of the the gas electricity <laughs> industry because it was used as an accompaniment? It's a bit like they often say thoroughbred racehorses when they travel; they they put like a donkey in with them or something as some sort of uh, company. I think they? the bowl. Yeah, I think the bowl of oh, water. Oh, that's nice. I worry that's my like role that. on this show. Oh, come <laughs> on. <laughs> this I is, noticed uh, it went a bit silent after one oh, come on. No, I, think, I was thinking lions led by donkeys. Is that what they said about that? That's, that's what this show is. And I'm, I'm very much in the, uh, in the braying section. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Hello, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Uh, you cannot text the show at the moment. Um, just don't. Uh, we're not live. But um, you can still follow us at Frank on the Radio on Twitter and Instagram and email us via the Absolute Radio website. That would be OK. Yes. Um, yes. Now, the outside world, a place we, it's, it's becoming more familiar, but I'd still love to hear from it. Okay. Well, do you remember we were talking about uh, flake ice? Well, specifically the 99 ice cream, Frank, last week. I was talking about an ice cream van where I, it was called... It was basically that there was a, a biro-written sign in the window and it mm. said, um, I think it was um, ice cream cone with uh, chocolate flake bar inserted was what it said. And he, when mm. he, he explained to me, he couldn't use the term "99" because it was uh, it was a rights issue. <laughs> Can you believe that? Well, I think I we mean, were. I just gonna just for a second. When people ever say yes, yeah, a rights issue, you can't do that because they own the image rights and all that. <laughs> Have they ever been to a fairground where you get those like terrible paintings <laughs> of Donald Duck? Donald Duck looking like really thin. No real tail thing. <laughs> and like quite, quite thick-jawed uh, uh, Mickey Mouse, like a sort of a, a Mickey Mouse in the sort of like, like, a, cool, like a David Coulthard type shape. <laughs> and also, no one, can where, I... Where, where's the Disney legal people? What, don't they ever go to fairs in England? <laughs> I think they're too busy. <laughs> The Disney legal people. Can you imagine? Yeah, I got a busy. I got the Hampstead Fair, and then the. Uh, the I'm going to write. I'm going to write to Disney, and I say I'm going to drive. Send a couple of your legal people over. Give me like a five five grand, say, and I'll drive them all around. Um, the the five Britain, grand. Britain five grand. from. Yeah, That's I'll quite drive a lot, them. Frank. I know, but the, what they'll make in uh, in royalties. Um, oh, whilst we're on the subject of fairgrounds, what's your worst fair ride? Uh, to you first, Alan Cochran. Oh, um, probably the waltzers. That's beneath it. Doesn't, uh, yeah. That's beneath or, you. Or anything heights. I'm not great with heights. 
Okay. If That's I was you, I wouldn't go to fairgrounds. If you don't like <laughs> I don't. all the waltzes. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I, I love fairs, but I hate speed and heights. Yeah. So, I, uh, um, Frank Skinner? I, I went... Uh, to the fair at Portobello near Edinburgh and I went on the uh, waltzes and the guy said to me, it's quiet today so you can have a double ride. And oh. he basically span us, me and these uh, three women, he basically span us for the whole ride. And when I got oh. off there, my legs literally didn't, well, I couldn't <laughs> stand upright. But the thing about coming off the waltzes is I think everyone gets a bit, it's, it's, it's sort of okay. But I once at, at um, Disneyland Paris <laughs> got a bit queasy on the teacups. Oh, you did! You know those big teacups <laughs> yes. that you oh. can sit in, like the Mad Hatter's tea part. And you don't want to be coming off there looking at green around the gills and a bit, that a is bit so dizzy. Cute. Oh no, it was that was embarrassing. I don't think oh. I've ever found one of your stories cute before. <laughs> no, I know there are many cute ones. I like to, I like I like I favour obscene in my private life. Yeah. Oh. But God. obviously that's not appropriate in the current climate. No, I hate uh, What about you, Emily? Well, I mean all of them. But um mm. Dodgems, oh my god. Oh, that's I mean fun. It, it's Oh, yeah. It's like you've been in a car accident because you have 40 times over. You just yeah. can't. It's like, it, well, why would you want to be in a car accident? No one wakes up and thinks, oh, I really want to know what it feels like to be in a car accident. It's horrible. It's well, what I, I hate like the Dodgers. And I hate those ones who are the mates of the men who run it, who hang on the cars. And you think, oh, are yeah. you, do you work here? Are you just like the man at the front of the bus? What I like about the Dodgers is I would say... I can't remember the last time I drove anywhere and didn't at some point think I would love to just drive into that block, <laughs> just head on now. So it's nice to get that out of my system in some sort of legitimate arena. <laughs> but uh, oh, the, I think that one day I'm going to get I get a car that's really, you know, it's got one MOT left that it's never going to get through. And I'm just going to drive around waiting for somebody to behave badly and I'm going to power in. <laughs> I'm going to power straight, just to see their stupid face, the shock <laughs> on their stupid faces. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Emily, I think I might have... You were talking about 99 ice creams and then we ended up at the fairground. I don't know quite how that happened, but do continue. So often happens. Mm, that's uh, fine. Yes, we were talking about that and I believe we asked at one point we were putting it out there that you know we didn't know where the name 99 had derived from mm -hmm. uh St. lord sinjin at lord sinjin has said, responded and said frank the 99 is so called as the catering flake is 99 millimeters long um mm, i was the a bit catering flake <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was a bit suspicious of this, so yeah. I decided to go forensic and I looked up why is a 99 ice cream so called? That was a slow night. Yeah. Um, and it's for this reason, apparently. This se there are all sorts of explanations, but this seems to be the, the most valid one. And it's to do with the fact that obviously it was Italians in this who brought over ice cream here, or it was the 50s, wasn't it? And in Italy, the king originally had a guard, a special elite guard consisting of 99 soldiers. So subsequently, anything special or first class was known as a 99. Oh, there you go. wow. I quite like that. The king's guard. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't like one of the... Um, the most complicated decisions, was it? That we get ice cream, <laughs> what if we put a flake, something else that re people really like? If we put one of those in as well. That's like saying if we put hundreds and thousands on top or something, yeah. all that red syrupy stuff that you never see oh, anywhere else in that. the world. <laughs> yeah, but um, they are Thank you, Lord are lovely. Uh, can I say, I bet there isn't... Uh, Probably another presenter in commercial radio who would pronounce that Sinjin. Oh, sorry. They'd have, they'd have said, no, no, I'm commending you for oh, that. Oh, good, thank you. Thank they'd you. have said St. John. Yeah, I know. But uh, huh? <laughs> um, We've also had uh, yeah, a bit of else? feedback on the joke name pronunciation strand of inquiry that we were oh, running like, last week. 
Mm. Like when people say Stratford Upon Avon for mm. yes. Stratford on Avon. Um, Johnny Vickers has contributed. There's an old theatre story that supposedly an Australian actor, when telling his British friends where he was touring to, mentioned, <clears throat> excuse me, mentioned that his tour was going to Luga Baruga. Turned out he was talking about Loughborough. I've used it ever since I heard that story. <laughs> yeah, it's um, the good thing about that is Luga Baruga really sounds like it yes. would be a place in Australia, doesn't it? It's got everything. It really that. does. Your flaming mongrels coming over here from Lugabaruga. It's so outback, Frank. It's just that when I think of uh, Loughborough, I think of people in tracksuits who don't read. Oh, dear. And, oh. Uh, I think we're well, not, 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 not books anyway. I think I think of both because they go to sports college and college. Yeah, I mean, they don't, you know, they read, uh, they read things about sport. Right. I'm sure oh they're great God. people. I'm not, saying, not saying they're not great people. No, Frank um, thinks that you can't be sporty and clever. That's it. It's official. Does it's out he? there. Well, oh, there's Gary Lineker. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> oh, my God. What and about you know, Graham Lasso? He's only he just. Graham Lasso. Oh, Graham Lasso read The Guardian, of course. He read The Guardian, and then what do they call him? Brains or something. I like <clears> Graham Lasso. Um, James Dutton, Frank, has reached out. I just thought this would personally appeal to you. Late review, Frank, but really enjoying Merlin. Thanks for the recommendation. Five well, seasons. Well, come on. <laughs> it's been... Oh, they're all on uh, on demand now. The, the yeah, entire Netflix. Merlin... Yeah, you can go in there and watch the whole damn thing. Oh, I'm good, I, thanks. Um, but, um... OK, well, just... Yeah, you'll come back <laughs> I'm to I'm enjoying me. it. You know, we used to take the mickey out of you. It's great, isn't it, Al? <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's brilliant. No, great was what the word I used. There are a lot of actors <laughs> in it that were in other things. That's what I've noticed. Oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of actors in it. Oh yeah, yeah. But not much acting, and that's what I that's how I like my drama. <laughs> Frank Skinner, Skinner on Absolute Radio. So um, that was music. Um, remember that. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what it was because we pre-record. It might be in a song that I despise, but you know, it's happened now. It might be one I love. Um, what we haven't really talked about any news things other than the fact that we've gone from four to three, which obviously is a major um, virus story. Anything else in the? Well, obviously, we look through the news to see if there's anything uh, you know worth talking about. And one of the big stories uh-huh. this week is. Um... It's not really one of the big stories this week, but it's one of the stories that it feels less booby-trapped to discuss on national radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robbie I don't Williams think can even say booby-trapped has... anymore. I don't know if we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robbie not Williams. Really. Even if you're talking about the late John McCurrick's wife, it's, that's uh, it. He did an interview booby, where he, he described... <laughs> how, um, I don't know how to put it, really. His, his sort of timetabling of his day. Apparently, he goes to bed uh, around... 5 or 6 a.m., stays asleep until noon, gets up and then doesn't eat until 5. So his first meal of the day is at 5 o'clock, and then he he basically uh-huh. repeats that. 5 p.m.? Yeah, it's a very odd timetable, I think. Right. It, um, it smacks to me of people who are on a big diet but don't want to own up to it. You think? You know, when, well, people now, people who eat one meal a day have often got something about, yeah, I just don't get hungry or, or yeah, I sleep till. And what they mean is, yeah, I, I've decided I look better thin. And right. I, I'm prepared to suffer and build my whole life around achieving that. Why okay. didn't he say that in his interview? Okay. Um, Hello. <laughs> I'm here. I would like to present the case for the defence. Because okay. this brought him very close to my heart when I read this. Do you know why? Did it? Yes, because I have a real problem with what I call smug larks. As something of a, night, a creature of the night myself, I mean, not to these lengths, because I don't have the money to be able to lead that lifestyle, but the smug larks do my head in. I'm sorry. It's this, you know, oh, I was up at five and I, oh, yeah. I did all that. I, I, I really find those people quite difficult, I'm afraid. And I liked that he's coming out as a creature of the night. And he did admit, Frank, he did say um, 
he the reason he's lost weight is because he's skipping meals. Yeah. Okay. Not because d- he's skipping. No. No. Okay, that's he what he should said, do. You see, he, he should eat night- and do exercise. Yeah. He said, "I'm a night owl. <laughs> it's it's the way I'm programmed. I don't like it." And then mm. and then he revolved his head the full 360 degrees. Oh, worth seeing, worth seeing. Why do people say? Mm. First of all, I, I dis. I have to disagree with you, Emily. I think when people say, okay. "Oh, I get up in the morning," you know, the smog lark you're talking about. I think mm. people associate a morning person. People translate the phrase "morning person" as dull and a little bit frightened. Okay. I think that's how they well, see it is those true. people. Where, whereas the night owl <laughs> is out at night, you know, on the street and all that. Hey, crazy! But why do they call themselves night owl? There's a suggestion that there's a species known as the day owl. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, you see, I often see you know those day owls. You see, but there are there are owls that just go out at night. Apparently, mm. <laughs> just Frank. think he's an owl. That's I what believe it is. the um, there is a left brain right brain division. I think you're cor- you are correct in that. I think that that, that um, morning people do tend to be more task oriented as opposed as opposed to sort of creative. I believe. Um, no judgment. I'm just saying. Okay. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I think uh, I think when people say I'm a night owl, it's always said with a, with an air of pride. <laughs> <laughs> and I think when people say I'm a morning person, you think, oh, poor, poor dear. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We were talking about um, Robbie Williams's uh, strange body clock type mm. thing. As yeah. you intimated, Emily, um, most people can't really afford to yes. be either a night owl or a, they just have to go to work when they have to go to work. But, you know, he's, a, he's earned the right um, mm. with years of success. When I was at, uh, a student at Warwick University, I used to um, work from 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. This work, you know, uh, academically. Um, 11 o'clock at night until um, 5 in the morning. And then what? I would... Uh, yeah, I, you can just get a lot done because people don't sort of come and knock on your door. And Can I just say, I morning. used to stay up regularly till five in the morning and I didn't get a great deal done, but as you were. <laughs> Legend! Yeah, that, but that was just my, <laughs> my system. And, and there was other guys in the halls of residence I lived in who, uh, who, who, who had a similar timetable. Again, working, not partying. And we used to watch... Um, TVAM, which was like the the the, the mm. equivalent of um, Good Morning Britain. We used to watch that before we went to bed. We'd settle down oh. and, and watch that. And it isn't. It's not news night. No. Breakfast no. telly. It's. Um, I'd say one. I tell you was what, that in the nickel and say, diamond what, days, Frank? It would be, yeah. And mm. it was when sort of um, David Frost was involved and oh, stuff yeah. like that. But I sort of respect breakfast telly people because obviously they don't really say anything of any real note, but then nor do they pretend to. I think they are aware of the fact yeah. that they are there to make soothing noises really in the morning. Mm. And I think mm. they sort of, you don't get this any. So when you get a guy like Piers Morgan on, he gets Tasmanian devil status. Mm. Yeah, from just saying the uh, the odd, you know, controversial thing. It's like when the kid at school who is, you know, by no means the hard boy in class goes to a, a Christian disco and suddenly becomes the Fonz. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you think we make soothing noises early in the morning? I worry we don't. What do you think, Frank? I'm I given do, that but this is an early morning show. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, I yeah I make them from in all sorts of strange ways. Um, I no I, I I I don't think we probably I think we'd have done better if we had. I'll be straight with you. Um, the bit so I, I think it's fine. The, the bit about Robbie Williams' timetable that puzzled me was if he's not eating until five p.m. What does he call that meal? Because oh. mm. if he's calling it breakfast, that feels really wrong. But I suppose. Breakfast, as in the break of the mm. fast, is true because yeah. it's his first meal of the day. But he can't be calling it tea, can he? Oh, I'm going to have my tea now. 
at five o'clock. Could he just call it? He probably calls it the meal. <laughs> because it's 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 developed a fairly unique status in his in his day. So. I mean, it does simplify um, things with the meal. You just got the one meal. What are we eating for the meal? Mm. Yeah, but you could say you know hunger strike simplifies things. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I, I like, I, Frank? I I remember. Um, did you ever hear that James Joyce always said he would he described his morning. Um, sort of schedule as I like to lay smothered in my own thoughts until 11 a.m. I mean, come on, that's good. Mm. Yeah. Sounds, sounds I used to lie smothered in my own urine until <laughs> about 10 to 11. <laughs> but those, you know, they were darker days. For sake. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We were, uh, we were discussing... Uh, Robbie Williams basically staying up all night. I think um, Elvis was a very big fan of that. Elvis, uh, he? he stayed up all night. Yeah, he was an owl. <laughs> uh, I don't think he was the uh, the fat owl of the remove, which I believe is what B- Billy Bonta was. Uh, that was his bill matter. But uh, the, one of the first things the boys used to do when they checked into into a hotel was they they'd stick. Um, like kitchen foil on mm. all the windows so that he could uh, sleep in the day and no light came in. Oh, that's depressing, isn't very it? Very good light yeah. excluder, apparently. Like a very early well, version of travel blackout blinds. Mm. Uh, is there such a thing as travel blackout blinds? I'm not familiar with those. There must be. I don't know. We should ask Alan Parker. Oh, sorry, I thought you'd got some. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know um, other night owls? Uh, I believe Simon Cowell. Uh, I think Amir Khan. I think he's one, isn't he? Oh yeah. You know, we're getting a picture. But do you uh, remember Al? We talked about Mark Wahlberg and his routine, and he wakes up at two thirty a.m. and then at two forty-five a.m. prayer time. I. I do remember him and his day because mainly it seemed to be about eating different species of animal every 35 minutes. I remember him being a danger to wildlife. That's my main memory. 7.30pm bedtime though, Frank. I don't remember this at all. No, we did discuss it. my weeks off. Yeah. Well, he goes to bed at half seven. Perhaps I'm um, wow. Perhaps I'm scrutinising mm. the journalism too carefully here, but there's a bit in the article about Robbie Williams where it says he ditched his wild ways after becoming <laughs> a father of four. Mm-hmm. Now, are they suggesting that he continued with his wild ways when he had his first three <laughs> children, but then ditched his They're wild absolutely ways? Absolutely crazy. Yeah, he probably... Mm. Well, everybody's got a ceiling, haven't they? Or mm. he probably thought, that's it now. Quadruplets and go, right, I'm going to really straighten my life out now. I think he's having to sleep in the day because old uh, Jimmy Page is up oh, with the, yeah. playing the guitar. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Haven't they made a pact? I think they've made a pact. In case you don't know, Jimmy Page <laughs> is Robbie Williams. Is the, Whenever I say Robbie Williams, I want to say Robert because that's what Jerry Halliwell always calls him to suggest that we know they were intimate, but it suggests that there's an, an eternal link between them, which um, there probably isn't. But um, Robert Williams and uh, James Page of Led Zeppelin fame are neighbours. I didn't have a relationship with him, by the way, and uh, although I, I have turned a few pages in my time. And oh, he, uh, God. They, they've had a long-running feud about building work and stuff, the way people do in private houses. Yeah. But um, I think that, that they've um, come to some sort of peaceful agreement. Uh, yes. Maybe yeah. that because Robbie sleeps all night and Jimmy Page, I imagine, reads the <laughs> um, works of Alistair Crowley out loud from his balcony <laughs> whilst um, pour, pouring goat blood into the swimming pool he's having built. Um, I could be wrong about that, but you know what they're like. You know what they're like. The uh, He wasn't really a metal... He was into it. Did he buy Alistair Crowley's house or something? There was some devil worship yeah. element to Jimmy Page. Let's hope that mm. that's not where he's living now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't want to be next to Alistair Crowley coming round. 
You don't meet <laughs> Alistair Crowley in a night in a nightgown coming round and saying, uh, "Can you keep the noise down a bit? I'm trying to contact Lucifer." <laughs> Hello, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. I don't text the show because I'm afraid we're not live. But you can uh, still follow us at Frank on the Radio on Twitter and Instagram or you can email via the Absolute Radio website. Do it. Well, people have been emailing. Um, we used to have an email corner jingle, didn't we? But we won't. Oh, we'll just, we don't have any jingles uh, now. We'll just jump into no. it. Um, we received an email a little while ago. Uh, Morning legends, it begins. <laughs> on on a oh. recent show, Frank mentioned rashly getting rid of both a pinball machine and table football set he'd had made with guests from his chat show on them. Well, I mean, people as, had had them made for me. Yeah. Yes. Such as Jamie Lee Curtis and Kenny Rogers. Yeah. He asked if anyone had any information as to where they'd got to and where they are now. I'm excited oh. to say that I do have info about <gasps> this. Wow. Jamie Lee Curtis is still playing her no. trade as an actress with some success, appearing in motion pictures. Oh, no, no, I didn't mean that. Kenny Rogers <laughs> is sadly no longer with us. No, I meant the actual... Oh, Ned. I think that was uh, an amusing misunderstanding from Ned there. Yeah, because no. we can not We can never be certain um, that uh, Ned comically misunderstood that he might have actually <laughs> misunderstood it mm. it's a very fine line but no it was good i thought for a moment there i was gonna but you know if someone had those they would tr they would try and make me pay through my what do they say through the nose is that yeah through the undoubtedly nose. okay you know I, i'm not laughing frank <sighs> we talk often of this show of the chair do you want to, and I thought of the chair recently when you were talking about vehicle noises outside your house during one of our breaks, and it reminded me of whenever, you know, people used to hear vehicle noises, in the chair was always Sterling Moss. It was always, yeah. oh, who do you think you are, Sterling Moss? Yeah, the chair, I should explain for any new um, readers, is that uh, it's, a, it's a comic device, and it's if you're going to do a reference to something, say you were going to do a reference to someone who was a... Um, a heavy drinker, mm. it, and you were doing that joke um, twenty years ago. You just said Oliver Reed. Yeah. Yes, he was. And in there's the chair. often if you wanted, we were talking about the fact that recently that Rob, um, Brad Pitt is probably mm. still in the good-looking bloke chair. It's just yes. the one you go to for for that. Who reference. do you think you are, Brad I mean, Pitt? The traffic... I mean, Ryan Gosling might be just yeah. inching, not, but it's not. Not, not no, you're not right. Well known enough, I don't think. David Beckham, that no. Odd. No, you're right. David Beckham, possibly, but of course, there's it's still Pitt. the lazy, it's Pitt's lazy chair. lip. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, I would say also on vehicle noises, um, mm. I used as a thing, I, when me and Dave lived together and watched a great deal of football, there was a French player called Papin. Mm. And every time the commentator said <laughs> Papin, I used to say, that, that, that'll be my car. I mean, <laughs> every time. Marvelous. Oh, David is a tolerant man. Um, Emma has been in touch with us to say, Hi, Frank, Divine Miss M and Muscles. Oh, I went into work in a newish pair of boots, which I thought most suitable for the snow and rain. One of my colleagues looked down at them and sniffed, Ooh, look at Imelda Marcos, always in a new <laughs> pair of shoes. This got me wondering, has anyone ever been more secure in the chair than Imelda Marcos still is in the lots of pairs of shoes chair? Yeah, I can't I think, think of anyone nice. else who would ever take her place. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. Praise Redacted Emma. I was once, the Daily Mirror once voted me as the greediest person <laughs> in the world. And, a bit harsh. Um, yeah, and in fourth wow. place was Imelda Marco. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I feel that we are forever um, linked. In, what in shoes did she wear to the ceremony? Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I can't remember. I was. Um, I didn't go to the ceremony. The fee wasn't right. But. Um, <laughs> I was once, I did uh, this morning once. And they said, they said, sorry, we don't actually have a dressing room because we've got a dance troupe in and they're taking up a lot of room. So we're going to put you in Fern's dressing room. 
Oh, yeah. And they put me in Fern Britton's uh, dressing room, and she had a lot of shoes. I mean, just she's in her dressing room. I don't know what she's got at home, but mm -hmm. a great many shoes. So, mm -hmm. uh, Emily, if I were to, I don't want to put you on the spot, Em, but ballpark mm. figure, how many pairs of shoes would you say you've got? Oh, God. I, I would say probably about uh, 50 to 60. Possibly. Legend. Yeah. Is that a lot? Yeah. Possibly well, 70. No, I, I um, recently, <laughs> recently, I remember the moment when I looked at my shoes and thought, allowing for my age, I need never buy another <laughs> pair of shoes as long as I. So I've got enough shoes. Thanks very much. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I need to pick um, Alan's brains on this one because he's mine. A, a, a physical, a physical fitness enthusiast. Mm, I've been doing, as you know, me, me and my uh, family, my the, my son and my uh, partner, have been doing the Joe Wicks um, PE workout every morning Excellent. during lockdown. And um, there's a thing that Joe Wicks always says. He, some mornings he'll get up and he'll say, "Oh, I had a terrible night last night. I didn't sleep hardly. It was awful." He said, but the great thing about exercise, he said, and it's a, it's a weird thing, but you, when you feel really tired, you think, oh, I die, I'm too tired. He said, but when you do it, it cures the tiredness. He said, it's a weird thing that the effort you put in in the exercise stops you from being tired. You feel full of energy again. And he'll often say at the end, you see, I was really tired today, and now I feel like I could jump over a house. And I, he started to convince me that this was the case because at first I, mm. I poo-pooed the idea. Yeah. And then uh, this week he announced that he's going to move uh, from five mornings a week to three mornings a week because he's tired. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, well, you, your entire... The, your philosophy has been destroyed by, by this. Yeah. I, I really felt I'd been let down. Really? I think you've got him absolutely snookered there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's Why a poor show it? from Wix, you know. So we're going to carry on, uh, us Wixians, and we're going to oh, go yeah. back. We're going to go back to the beginning. Oh, that's how Are you? Uh, yeah, and we're going to watch. You're going to watch, watch old those. ones? Yeah. To be you honest, he's, he's up the ante a bit over the course of the three months, so it'll be a blessed release to go back to the old uh, 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off. And oh. he also said, what about this? I saw an interview. He said that the BBC were begging him, begging him to sign a contract with mm. them. I could have yeah. done without that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't, but we know don't... what's around the corner, Frank. Greediest man in... In Britain, yeah, so, those days you know, be gone. careful what you wicks for, okay? <laughs> Would the greediest man in Britain have turned down uh, four boxes of free food every day? Good Certainly point. <laughs> Either you've changed or they were wrong. I haven't changed for the course of lockdown Frank, in so many ways. You're talking about watching old uh, episodes, as it oh, were. God, I've been. I can I, I just what you're say? <laughs> Can I just say, I've been revisiting Big Brother, the best ever shows, and I do recommend a stroll down memory lane, if only yeah. to see um, the late John McQuirick say when asked of Caprice about his uh, travelling arrangements, um, I normally go in club class and I'm afraid I do stick the booby in the cattle truck. Oh, wow. <laughs> about his wife. <laughs> Right. So, <laughs> I'm glad to hear that's his wife because it, it could be construed in so many yes. ways. Mm. Also worth watching for the line, Coolio is smoking with Terry Christian by the ashtray. <laughs> I mean, come on. Oh, it delivered. It's, it's gone forever now, has it, Big Brother? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I think it's possibly a bit problematic, isn't it, these mm. days? It's it's a scent, you know. It's it's is it? smoking certainly. Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I could face it now. It feels so tied to its time. Yeah, but um, hey, give McCrick a go. <laughs> yeah, no longer with us, of course, McCrick. Yeah, no. Oh, <laughs> <blimey>. <laughs> what happened to all that tweed? What they did with all that? Frank
Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We were discussing Robbie Williams' sleep routine being peculiar the other day. Um, in in uh, other sleep news, uh, <laughs> King's College London found that half of British adults have had disturbed sleep in lockdown and two in five are having more vivid dreams than normal. Really? And I wondered if you guys were having weirder sleeps during this strange period. Why are people having more vivid dreams? Perhaps during the course of lockdown, they've forgot how vivid life is in general, <laughs> and they're just having normal dreams. Well, there is a reason, isn't there? Because I suppose the point of dreams is it's processing mm -hmm. emotions you felt during the day and so that you don't have to act them all out. By the way, I do act them all out. But for those that don't, that's where they go, is your dreams, essentially. I'm glad you've said that, because I think... I think that shows that my journey is um, is Where about right, ready to leave lockdown. Because at the start of lockdown, I had a few quite cliched, like <laughs> sitting up at three a.m. bolt upright nightmares, like you know those sort of proper, like those ones. Yes. Oh, yeah. And and only a couple of nights ago, I had a very vivid dream about stand-up comedy. My first stand-up comedy dream since lockdown. What is it, three oh. months or something? And the bit that I really liked about it is how normal it was because it wasn't that I was doing stand-up. I was waiting to go on to do stand-up and there was a very good-looking male double act, both like mm. young guys, maybe 20s, 30s, and they were really self-indulgent and stinking the room out. They were starting to get heckled and I was in the wings thinking, oh, great, they're going to go really badly and then I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> it felt really That's normal. It felt dream. like, eh? Here's, I've got a question. It's the opposite for you. of a nightmare. It was I've got great. A question, oh man, actually, it was absolutely brilliant yeah. for both you and Frank. <laughs> which is good-looking people dying on stage. <laughs> yeah, any better dreams? Thing ever. Literally dreamy. I loved it. I've got a question mm. for you both, you and Frank. Which is, you know how rats um, dream of a rat's activities. They do actually dream, apparently, and dogs oh, dream of a dog's right? activities. Yeah, I mean, you know, what are their activities? Oh, I did a wee today, you know. Um, <laughs> however, I want to know, as stand-ups, do you dream of actually doing a gig, not just standing in the wings, as Al said, but do you dream of yourself on stage performing stand-up? That question first to Frank Skinner. Well, I'd say one of the single most frustrating dreams I ever had was me on stage absolutely <laughs> ripping it off, even better than I've ever done. I mean, everything was... And I couldn't quite hear what I was saying. No. And I woke up thinking, oh, my God, I remember thinking this is so, this is brilliant, but I could not remember. I just, you know, in an oh, ideal fine. world, I would have woke up and I would have been one of like one of those court stenographers, you know, like yeah. that, and I would have rattled it all down. It would have been so. The, it's what sort of nagged at me is that there is the greatest comedy gig of all time is in me. Oh. Oh, it's like when you go to the seaside and you try and get one of those cuddly ties with the big claw. <laughs> and the big claw goes down and it's got the teddy's leg. It's got the leg and you think, that's got it, I've got it. Is that? And when it comes up, the teddy moves a bit and then it drops down. And it's, it's like that. The, the best stand-up gig ever and I can't quite get the claw low enough. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We were um, don't don't panic. We were actually talking about dreams, but not in you know, a people talking about my dreams. Actually, during lockdown, were a bit Dominic Cummings, to be honest. Oh, were in they? that they didn't really acknowledge lockdown for the first few <laughs> weeks, <laughs> and then I started having dreams in which I was aware of my distance from people and stuff. It's true that it just took my brain a while to readjust to the new, the new mm. world. Yeah, well, I, want, I, I asked you the question, Frank Skinner, and then, um, like question time, you know, all the panel have to be asked this question, and I'm also interested, Al, what is your experience of dreaming of gigs? 
Well, I think in normal times, I'm doing that much stand-up that if I dream about stand-up comedy, it's usually an anxiety dream about a forthcoming gig. So I would dream like the scenery was falling on me or that I wasn't <laughs> getting to the gig because there was like a roadblock or something like that. Oh, but I'm very, heartened. I'm very heartened by my recent development where a, a handsome double actor doing really badly <laughs> on stage before me because now someone else is taking the hit it's it's a really positive development. It's the opposite of an anxiety dream. It was a confidence dream. Mm. No, it sounds it sounds uh, idyllic. That must <laughs> well, is it a Schadenfreude dream? Is that what I'm having? Um, the best definition of Schadenfreude I ever heard was mm. uh, a French writer who talked about the very exclusive pleasure of watching a close friend fall off the roof of a house. <laughs> um, which I thought was uh, rather lovely. I, you know you dream less when you're on holiday. I was interested to read that. No, I'm sorry. I've got that completely the wrong way around. You remember your dreams more on holiday, quite the opposite. Oh, really? Because, yes, because you've got fewer distractions. So often when people say, oh, I don't remember my dream... It means oh. they're quite a type A, get things done person. What oh, I'm saying okay. is to say you remember your dream vividly, people might think you're a bit of a lazy slob. That's what I'm saying. Well, people well, do see, think that of me. One of my uh, people have been talking about how they've slept badly in lockdown, but I have sort of, I've enjoyed sleeping badly in lockdown because. I haven't had to get up and race off anywhere to go to work. I've only got to sort of slide downstairs, did Joe Wicks, and then four hours of homeschooling. That but it's all, like you know, easy next to me. It, but it slide means... Down. I bet he uses a banister. It, I can see you doing that. But it means that I wake up um, in the night and... Uh, well, I mean, I mean several, again, I, what I was saying earlier, at my age, I've, I've got all the shoes I need. Also, at my age, if I if I lie awake three and a half hours, I'm thinking, well, here's, here's three and a half hours. I didn't think I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna get. And because yeah. it's not sort of, I've got to be absolutely razor sharp tomorrow, that no. kind of feeling. I'm not thinking, oh man, I need to get to sleep. I'm sort of thinking, uh, oh, I'll have a nice little think if I'm gonna be awake. <laughs> I do. I honestly think that. I think oh, yeah. it's Time me out and just have a real nice think. And, and Frank's using happens. his insomnia for philosophy. Yeah, yeah a bit James it's, Joyce smothered in his own thoughts. <laughs> it, it's uh, it's quite nice um, thinking. I should mm. try it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might catch. Well, no, it's too late now. We're coming out of it. But um, yeah, just going to write that down. Try thinking. Jermaine mm. Greer once told me that she lived alone and that she said that she's like to put aside three hours a day for thinking. Brilliant. Really? She didn't make notes or anything. She just thought. And I Great. thought, wow. Oh, I like that. Lazy cow, I thought. <laughs> God. I, I did. I did. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We've been talking about something everyone is saying, I think, that they've slept badly during... Uh, lockdown but isn't that because they're not doing much physical generally they're not going out much oh, um, there's, yeah. a, there's a samuel johnson quote um i love samuel johnson as you may know and he um he's the 18th century writer and he he's still all was right talking well, about I um i don't understand well he's still all right as in he's not you know he's, oh yeah he's still it's all okay right. to yeah yeah and cancelled. he um yeah God forbid, I won't allow that to happen. <laughs> um, he um, he talked about, you know, lazy people generally. I know, I know laziness <laughs> has somewhat been forced upon us. Yeah. But he said, a, a man whose day differs from his night only in as much as a couch differs from a bed, <laughs> which I really like. <laughs> I also like the way he started a lot of his observations with a man who, or yes. when a man... Um, there's, a, there's a lot of that. I he, know. he said sir a lot as well. Oh, did he? Oh, I like someone who says sir. Conversation. But that's sir. my private life. Never accustom your mind to mingle vice and virtue. It was all that. I don't, I mean, you know, mm. you don't get it now. You've probably no. seen a bit of it on uh, The Best of Big Brother you've been watching. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a famous sure... Dennis Rodman quote you just yeah. did, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I had uh, I had an email today. I, I emailed oh, someone busy, at my, busy, busy. At my busy? management. Oh, I know. I've framed it. I've printed it off and framed it. <laughs> and I'd asked someone in uh, in my office, as it were, about some inquiry about something. And they said, uh, he said, I've, I've passed the message on to them, but they're um, O-O-O today. Oh, so that's oh, probably yeah. won't know until mm-hmm. Monday. And now it seems, it may seem obvious to you, but I had never seen that abbreviation before. Oh, what did you think And it I was? thought at first three zeros, like, you know, they're just finished today. <laughs> or I thought, <laughs> ooh, could be ooh. Yeah. But, Maybe they're, um, you know, they're, they're at the ideal. They're at the ideal home exhibition. Ooh, <laughs> oh, I like that. Oh yeah. yeah. Ooh. I thought I would have thought they've. I can't really talk about it, but oh, that's what I would have assumed. <laughs> yeah, they've got like they've got a a, an in, interior designer in the office today talking. <laughs> to, oh, yeah, completely. But it means out of office, which I, I had to work out for myself. So, you know, every day is a school day, as they say. Mm. Would you and use um, true at the moment. Would you use ooh as an abbreviation? What, for out of office? Yeah, if you had to say, I won't. You know, sometimes people write it themselves. They say, I will be ooh for the next two weeks. Would you do it? I like the idea of describing myself as out of office, even though I don't work in an office. It's just, you know, not, I don't want any, leave me alone, I'm out of office, if you know what I mean. I see you as the office manager of laughter. Thank you. I'm I'm going to start using it. Just when I'm in the living room, I'll just text my wife saying I'm out of office. (laughs) Yeah. I'm in the living room. (laughs) I think it's... That'll be uh, nice, Alpha, huh? Yeah. Anyway, it's a new one on me, so uh, go away and uh, disperse that at your will. Look, um, Sarah Champion is up next. I'm sorry, again, we don't have any um, jingles, but um, um, I can't champion. That'll she's no. Listen, listen to her anyway. She's nice. And um, thank you for listening to us. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. 